I am standing here in my kitchen. I've got cords everywhere. My kids are watching Xavier Riddle <laughs> right now on PBS Kids, and I'm just trying to get stuff done. I've got a massive to-do list because we just came back from a little mini vacation. Um, I wrote all about it on my blog, and um, yeah, I'll put the links for that. But um, I just wanted to give a little intro here. I'm actually wearing my husband's like gamer headset, and I think it's blocking out a decent amount of the kids in the background. So here's hoping. But just wanted to give a little intro for this podcast episode. It has been a long time in the making, the amount of rescheduling, uh, mostly on my part, that I had to do to get in touch with Nathan has been big. Um, but Nathan Crankfield is just a really good stand-up guy. He just seems like a really cool down-to-earth guy. And and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to talk to people that have real-life stories, real-life backgrounds that have not been sainthood since day one. Um, and that's something that I've just really admired by him. I got into this talk just about um, Seeking Excellence, his podcast, and kind of his mission. And I wanted to share that with everybody. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and this is the podcast where we strive for holiness even when everything in the world and our personal lives can feel like it's a massive hot mess. From deep theological chats to simple practical advice, we talk about it all here, all in hopes that we can encourage each other to keep our eyes, hearts, and minds set on heaven. What is up? Hi. Sorry, I just put eye drops in. <laughs> oh, you are all good. <laughs> like having oh, some sort of allergy situation. No sweat. And the dog just it. the dog just burst in here. Hold on, let me get him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. What a mess. No, no worries. Oh, I'm glad to see you finally. Yeah, you too. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, same. And you got your fancy <laughs> mic too. Normally I just got people on a on a oh, normal the, mic. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just a, the laptop. Yes. laptop noise yeah yeah exactly no, i definitely um, feel that okay so i'm already recording um and i i'll just start by can you just tell me a little bit about yourself great yeah so um uh nathan crankfield i was born in harrisburg pennsylvania i actually met somebody in denver today that was from harrisburg we sold our old bed set on facebook marketplace yeah which is pretty crazy and so um he's from harrisburg pa as well we don't meet a lot of people especially out here yeah. in colorado you know they're always just like is that philadelphia and i'm like it's closer to philly than pittsburgh so yeah you're so in, i guess in the ballpark. yeah right and so uh i have an interesting kind of protestant background of being baptized lutheran my dad was kind of southern baptist raised kind of southern baptist and then went to a methodist preschool and then okay. i started catholic school in kindergarten and so from there went to uh um went on to in my life and, and a lot of hardship and stuff you know when I was in middle school like everybody kind of goes through hard times in middle school and then um when I was 13 and decided to become the first Catholic on both sides of my family that's and crazy. so uh, yeah so I converted then I always call that At my 13, emotional conversion that's just yeah. crazy yeah it's pretty it definitely I mean like unique. most 13 year olds like I mean at least nowadays they're eating Tide Pods and stuff. So, <laughs> so we weren't eating Tide Pods, but we were doing some stupid stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes us, yeah, any much better. But, right. Um, 
yeah, so I converted then, um, went on to continue to be pretty ratchet throughout high school and a little bit in the college. College is where I really had my conversion of heart and my intellectual conversion, where I really, yeah. you know, sought to understand, like, why am I Catholic? If I'm going to be Catholic, I need to know why. Right, yeah, okay. Um, and then I did Army ROTC there, big part of my life. I went on to become an infantry officer in the Army, did some cool stuff there. I went to Ranger School, Airborne That's School. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and, my, uh, my husband's military, too, so we... Oh, okay. We've got... My dad was Navy for 35 years. My husband's been wow. in for 12 now. My brother-in-law was a recon Marine, is a, is a Marine. Don't let him hear you saying was. He's like, you go. once a Marine, always Marine. And then um, one of our closest family friends, we just call him my brothers, but he's uh, he's infantry in the Army right now. And they're I love in Georgia, I think. So we, big, yeah. strong military family. I just love hearing your story. So, okay. So you That's joined amazing. The yeah, so I joined the Army, went active duty, um, right after college and uh, moved to Georgia for a year where I did all that training stuff for infantry, um, you know, regarding infantry stuff, and then moved to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where I was in the 82nd Airborne Division for three years, went to Afghanistan in the middle of that. And then I went to work for Dynamic Catholic. So I mm -hmm. did a little bit of time there, um, a little bit of time at Benedictine College, and now work for Hallow in the midst of uh, Dynamic Catholic till now. I met my wife and got yeah. married. Um, as well as started Seeking Excellence, which is my podcast and ministry that I kind of run on the side. Yes, okay. Well. So that's ultimately like what I'd like to talk to you about. Um, but yeah, I I'm going to go off on tangents. Um, so when were you in <laughs> Afghanistan? <laughs> in 2017. So I went in, deployed in late okay. June, and then came home in January. June 2017 is when you... Correct. When you okay. Yep. So my husband got back from Afghanistan March 2017. Oh, wow. So probably just like... You probably just missed it. He's Air Force. Um, but Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and my husband is Lutheran. The the man who built this entire wall rosary for me, he slaved over it for months. Is I'm a like, Lutheran. I'm like, you're the most Catholic Lutheran I have ever met. And our That's priest, so our funny. priest is like, just just say when. Just say, you know. <laughs> yeah, just let me know, dog. Yeah, he's like, You've been faithful members of this church every Sunday for four years. He's like, just tell me when, bro. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, he's ready. Um, yeah. So you went to St. Mary's? I went to Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's. Yeah. Okay. In Maryland. Yeah. Um, so I've got this crazy story and it was funny because I, I found this out on Tuesday. I, I'm originally from Southeastern Virginia and um, I went home to visit some family for my birthday and stuff. I brought one of my kids and we, my husband's best friend's brother is in seminary at Catholic University he was, I'm doing air quotes for people that are listening. Um, he was raised Catholic, but just when we feel like it, we believe what we believe, you know, kind of thing. So in yeah. high school, he started exploring the Methodist church and that's where he really became involved and really found Jesus. So he gets his engineering degree, ends up getting his master's in, I think, engineering, then goes and gets a master's in um, theology through the Methodists in Kansas or something. And um, right at the end when they're like, okay, we're going to start placing you. You're going to become a pastor. He's like, mm, Catholicism is where it's at. And he's like, that's where the truth is. He started reading church fathers. And, you know, I mean, that's, wow. that what, that's what happens when you read church fathers. Well, last summer um, he was doing his pastoral year. So I invited him and the priest he was with and the other seminarian. I said, let me take you guys out to lunch. So I took him out to lunch. I'm chatting their faces off. And um, this other seminarian, we were hitting it off. He went to Mount St. Mary's, you know, he's like, we're hitting it off. He's like, he loves traditionalism. I'm like, me too. You know, 
we're really hitting it off. <laughs> yeah. And turns out this year I sit down at lunch and I'm like, Hey, how's that Carl guy? And he's like, Oh, funny story about that. He was playing the Catholic church the whole time. He literally really? was like playing it to get, and then they found out that he was just trying to get a PhD, but he was actually like some like pagan Buddhism blend or whatever. And they ended up like kicking him out, obviously. No but I was way. just like, I, and my first instinct was like, I'm a wow. terrible judge of character because I thought he was great. Yeah, most of us are. Yeah, I think he was just feeding <laughs> into what I wanted to hear, what like what I wanted yeah. to hear, you know. But he must have been damn yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah. I know. I'm like, all right, Carl. Like, I, all right. I'm gonna put my guard up a little bit more now. <laughs> um, That's crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, so, how did you meet Emily? Emily and I met on Instagram. Oh my and gosh, so, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's she a short a story. She is an absolute beauty. When I see, I She's mean, a- even just like normal people pictures i'm like that is a beautiful girl she is so cute she, she is she's a great looking woman Aww, that is for sure you're you're so uh, lucky that's awesome yeah so the yeah the short answer i used to always make fun of her because she would always uh kind of justify it. she was embarrassed that we met on online i think for a long time yeah uh, but it's kind of a funny story because i feel like every time somebody hears that they're always like did you slide in her dms i'm like sort of so yeah. it's kind of complicated but um, I was running these, I called them holy happy hours. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of like theology on taps for young adults when COVID yeah. started. And okay. so they were kind of zoo webinars. And I would typically have myself, a woman and a priest, and we would drink and talk about a topic um, uh, of, yeah, it could be any topic, you know? And so. Mm-hmm. Um, you good? Is it cutting up? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. All right, let me let me text her real quick to jump off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> we're in a new house, so we're still trying to figure everything out. Oh yeah, we got these like Crazy. Wi-Fi extenders, but I'm also yeah, kind of a conspiracy theorist, so I'm like, they need to be shut off when we're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. That's what we need. You definitely need the extenders. Yeah, but um i'm trying to think so yeah so the holy happy hours so i did them for six straight weeks kind of when like two weeks to slow the spread like first kicked off and so i did six straight weeks of it and the first like two weeks i invited everybody that i knew was catholic and like like, under 30 on instagram like i was just mass messaging everybody and so she was just one of like hundreds of people that i messaged yeah she happened to respond and she was working for the culture project at the time. And so she was kind of, she had her own live that night when I was going live with M- Michaela Robinson and um, this priest I know in Louisiana. And so she was like, maybe I'll watch a recording or something afterwards. Yeah. And it just so happened that the next week I was having Caroline Rose Owens on and she had a podcast back then. And Emily was her most recent podcast guest. Oh, cool. And so I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I'll listen to a quick podcast episode to kind of get to know you know, what Caroline's like and whatever. And turned out that, uh, yeah, Emily was her most recent guest. And so um, oh I, you know, was like, oh, this girl's really, you know, like maybe she would be a good guest. And so I added it to like my list of potential guests. Ends up that my sixth and final holy happy hour, she is uh, my guest. It's me, her, and the priest that ended up marrying us. So, oh my really gosh, those are the, the kind of things where I'm like, <laughs> how can you not believe in a God? Like, like, right. I, met, I met my husband in a crowd of 666,000 people. And wow. we, when we met each other, we can now place like, I was at parties across from his apartment multiple, multiple times. So we had to have crossed paths. It's just like those things where you're like, 
there's no way this was happenstance. Like, it, there's no way, you know. Um, I love that. So right. you guys got married in March, right? We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. And you bought a house. You guys are like adults. We did. <laughs> Getting after it. Yeah. Yes. So it's been awesome. it's been really fun. Good. Happening good. fast and uh, yeah, we're enjoying it. Good, good. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about seeking excellence and the like the ministry behind it and what you know what you want to do with it and then i'd love to get into is it the seven pillars of excellence yeah or seven six pillars, okay yeah. seven that's what i thought okay and then i just wanted you to kind of go through those i'd love to hear them yeah so seeking excellence really kind of came out of me asking the question what's the best way to live and so that was something that, you know, I was raised, I was my dad's seventh kid by five different moms. And so um, he and both my two oldest brothers have been to prison, like, just didn't have a lot of role models in my life, you yeah. know, and um, was really kind of struggling. But when I got to college, one of the biggest grace I feel like God gave me was um, he really rid me of the victim mentality and kind of mm -hmm. let me know, you know, hey, you have an opportunity here to become somebody, to do something with your life. Yeah. And it's up to you, you know, and you decide what you're going to do with that chance. And so um, I was really curious and I was really hungry for for wisdom, for knowledge. And I mm -hmm. wanted to know what's the best way to live your life. And so I kind of first stumbled upon the church's like mind, body, spirit, you know, kind of approach. Yeah. And um, then I read Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic by Matthew Kelly, who I later worked for at Dynamic Catholic. And um, he added in an emotional pillar. So he had kind of this mental, emotional, physical, spiritual four parts of a person. And so I was like, that's really cool. And in college, I feel like it really worked. And I was trying to grow in those areas. But yeah. then when I got into the army, I was like, okay, I'm getting paid now. I have these performance reviews. You know, the way that I succeed or fail at my job really impacts my personal life in a big way and my faith life and all this other stuff. And so I was like, yeah. I think these other two pillars kind of matter, right? This professional yeah. pillar and the financial pillar. Mm -hmm. Bible talks a lot about how we steward our money. I mean, even today's gospel, you know, with Lazarus oh, and the yeah. rich man. Yeah, what we do with what we're given really matters. And so I was like, so that obviously impacts my journey to sainthood and, and greatness, right? And so the seventh one really, which is the social pillar, really came out of um, me seeing that so many of the kids that ran my retreats when I was a ratchet little high schooler, you know, smoking, drinking, and hooking up, like the kids who ran my retreats and, and scoffed at me for even being there, um, went to these super progressive liberal colleges and uh, come out and they're the ones debating abortion and transgenderism, yeah. all this stuff with me on Facebook now, you know, yeah. and, and Instagram. And so I was like, this social pillar really matters because if we don't have that locked down on how do we be good citizens and stay informed and understand these cultural issues, then yeah. there's no way we can raise up the next generation of saints, which impacts my sainthood. If I can't be a good father or husband yes, and, and lead my family through this time, yeah. then yeah, then I'm not going to be there. So, um, so that was kind of the, the, both the kind of foundings and yeah, the seven pillars and kind of where they came from. And so that's what I kind of try to do in my podcast is talk about those seven pillars. And I always say, I try to take the voice of like the, the older brother, you know, and try to yeah. give it to people real and um, yeah, form them and share what I've learned and then have guests come on as well, who have, you know, learned a lot in one of those seven pillars as well. Yeah. So I love it. I'm um, yeah, I was raised uh, Catholic, but um, I didn't even know that the Eucharist was real until I was 26. And I had mm. like an legitimate Thomas moment. I, I went back to confession 
completely selfishly, I was, we were hoping to get pregnant after just a scary medical thing that happened. We were hoping to get pregnant. And I kind of was like, okay, God, I'm going to do this your way so that you give me what I want, you know? And wow. by the, by the grace of God, it was an amazing confession. And I came out of there with like a physical weight off my body. Um, but the more I grow in motherhood, the more I'm very in tune to the fact that if financially we are not being good stewards, we don't have to be rich, but if I feel like I'm spending recklessly, you know, if I feel like we, like you don't have control of that, um, then my mental health suffers. My relationships suffer. Like it, it bleeds into everything else. And it was the same thing with physical. And, um, I'm like one of those, I'm, I'm in the cult, I'm in the CrossFit cult, but I found that in 2014, my son was four months old and <sighs> it was, it was so physically and mentally challenging for me that it was something that I felt like I wasn't getting in motherhood, like with babies, you know? And, yeah. um, and I tell people now that like, like if my physical health is poor, my spiritual health suffers, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're tired and lazy and feel like junk, you know, and, and this is like one huge passion thing I have is, um, you know, you got the fitness world. That's like, you want to have big muscles and a fat butt and you want people to look at you and you want, want to look good in your clothes. And then you got this spiritual world. That's like, we're trying to get to heaven. And I was like, but, but I want to be healthy so that I can fulfill the roles God is asking me to do. Not because I want to look good in my clothes, not because I, you know, like I want to feel sexy or whatever it is. Like, I'm like, I want to be able to kneel in front of my Lord until the day I die, you know, and, and if somebody needs me to help them, I want to be able to answer that call because God has placed that. And I'm just, it's funny that like, I don't know how old you are, but I just turned 35. So I'm like, just realizing this, you know, that if one aspect of your life, it's not even balance (laughs) necessary. It's just like, you have to be attentive to all these areas, because if you start hanging out with people that are not leading you to holiness, then like everything else suffers. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I just love it. I, is the, is your podcast doing well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on, yeah. uh, what, what is you, your what idea you of well, as well, but I mean, are you like touching people's 000, lives? Uh, like, are you 80,000 plays? So we've gotten some, yeah. some reach there, I think. And, yeah. um, but most importantly, yeah, I think that's the big thing is when somebody reaches out and then, yeah, you changed my, perspective on on blm or on socialism or on uh you know the importance of fitness or how important mental toughness is as well as mental health you know or the relationship stuff that emily and i do on conflict resolution and different things like that those are the stories you know i I always say it's funny like and you probably have similar experience i'm sure like every time i think about stopping I feel like I have some like dope experience where yeah, somebody's like, it's, it's crazy because you last... know, I get reached out. Oh yeah. yeah. It's insane. Like it's, I mean, within hours of you having those doubts, it's like, God is like, Nope. And, um, I just, in the back of my head, it's funny because it's very therapeutic for me. I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I do need my alone time, but I, I love mm. talking to other adults. And, I'm the same. And so I'm like, I, I do thrive off of this. And um, I also process things auditorily. So sometimes I'll like work through my own stuff, just talking to myself, you know, like, you know, we're going through this with whatever in our family and this is how we're working through it. And yeah. Um, last October, I was like, I want to do this, but I can't pay for it out of my family's money. Like this would not be a good steward of our finances for me to be doing this. I don't make any money. 
and my listeners are probably like, we've heard this story, but, um, <laughs> I, I put a call out on Instagram and I was just like, if anybody listens and wants to throw me like $5, like it costs 119 to, you know, pay for the podcast every year. And, um, podcast was completely funded in like 30 hours. And so I was like, okay, that was like yeah. more than funded enough that I was able to pay for like the software that I edit in a new microphone, stuff like that. So then this go around, I was planning on just putting the call out again because God very much told me like, you're not meant to be famous. I don't want to be, <laughs> you're not meant to have this big, super yeah. big reach, but the one person who needs to hear it will. And um, I feel like my call with my podcast is there's a lot of Catholics who were raised Catholic and take the faith for granted and also don't know like the Eucharist from their elbow. And we were just mm. horribly catechized. And so if you can spark curiosity in somebody and being like, why would a woman veil at church? You don't leave it at that. You then say like, why would you, why do you feel the need to put a covering on your head? That's weird. And that, then you like deep dive. And then, then that's how I came around to be like, oh, cause that's Jesus, you know? Um, so it was mm -hmm. really, it's really powerful to me when I get those affirming, you know, messages where someone says like, Hey, I was having a really bad day and I listened to this or, you helped my prayer life this way. And it's always like, okay, God, I get it. Like that was the one person that needed to hear it. So I'm gonna keep doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To go back to, you, you, I guess you didn't ask me a question, but I'm 29. And so I think oh, okay. that, you know, this was something that happened to me a lot when I was kind of speaking in my, I would say mid twenties, you know, four mm -hmm. to five years ago, especially. Um, I feel like a lot of people kind of hit me with, uh, um, I wish I knew at your age, what you know you know, yeah. or, or live the way you do. And it's, I mean, it's awesome, right? It's a beautiful thing to hear. And uh, it is really important. But I think something that you just said that was so important, is just that everything's so interconnected. You know, once I heard somebody say, in another realm, in another context, but I think it applies to the seven pillars is that you don't have to be amazing at all of them, but you can't be terrible at any of them. Yeah. And that's what I feel like Catholics really miss is they're like, they're like, well, I can't be a 10 at all of them. And it's like, you're right. You, you can't, especially not simultaneously, right? Like yes. you might hit a nine or a 10 in one area yeah. for a short season of your life, but you can't mm -hmm. maintain it forever. But I always say like, you want to be around that, like, um, you know, you want to be on Dean's list. Right. And so that was yeah. like my goal in college was I was like, I wasn't going for an A plus in every class or in any specific class, but I was like, but if I can average an A minus, yes. You know, I can be on Dean's list and I got on Dean's list every semester. And that was how I went about my like academic excellence coming from a kid that like my best, like in high school was like a 3.0, right? Like I was like yeah. very middle of the road and I ended up graduating college with, like a 3.7 because I came with this approach of like, okay, you know, I, I have, I hate this one class. And I think the teacher doesn't like me, but I can get a B there and an A plus in this other one. It'll balance it out. You yes. Know? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. where it is. You know, yeah. we're not all going to be marathon runners or, or, you know, benching, benching 405, but yeah. it's like, can you be active and, you know, make sure you're tithing every month and be intentional in your relationships and go to mass on Sundays and, you know, pray every day. And yeah, you start to, you know, develop this kind of lifestyle that looks like you're averaging that B plus A minus versus what a lot of Catholics do is just ignore totally, you know, I'm just going to utterly ignore my fitness. I'm going to yeah. utterly ignore my finances. I'm going to utterly ignore like professionalism and, or even, you know, whatever your vocation is, your small B vocation yeah. um, for anybody, like just, uh, you know, like my percentage is kind of whatever. Yeah. You know, or I'm like, really going to focus on professionalism. And then I'm, I'm so much so that I'm not going to be the mother or husband I'm supposed to be, or, you know what I mean? Like those, 
those areas, it's like there's a um, there's a time and a place where you need to fill that bucket a little bit more for different things. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love hearing it. Um, it's it's good to hear. It's for me, I'm looking at, you know, people that are five, 10 years younger than me and just I see the world burning around us, you know, and uh, and so it's really refreshing to see. And know that people like you and Emily are like going to procreate someday because I would like people with heads on their shoulders to procreate, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, it's just really, I don't know, uh, refreshing to see. Uh, but so, yeah, one of the, um, one of the big things that I had like an, an eye-opening moment um, regards to like allowing Christ into every one of these pillars of my life was um, like our fertility because for, you know, I was a standard, like they put me on birth control at 14 Mm. and, and, you know, if you're going to do what you're going to do, just make sure you're on birth control kind of stuff. And, and I was never able to really own that part. And I had this realization one day and it came from the fertility was like, oh man, if I'm going to pray and invite God into all these areas of my life, but then I'm going to tell him like, but my fertility's off limits. I was like, that's not cool. Um, and then that bled into like, well, I I can't do the same thing with finances either. I can't say like, okay, God, I'm going to let you into my fertility and my family and my prayer life, but I'm not going to let you into like every financial decision. Um, I actually have a funny story about that really quick. We went and our lawnmower broke and we researched and researched and we prayed about it because my husband wanted an electric lawnmower and I wasn't quite sold. (laughs) And so I said, let's just pray. I was like, you got to take steps. So you go ahead and pray and um, (laughs) pray over it, pray over me. Well, you know, we'll figure it out. And if this is the lawnmower we're supposed to have, God will let us know. He went in there and he bought this lawnmower and the receipt came back $666 on the dot. And we both were like, nope, (laughs) nope on that lawnmower. And so he, uh, he took a lot That's more so packet. Funny. Yeah, and we got a gas one. <laughs> I was like, apparently Jesus doesn't want us going electric right now. <laughs> it was so funny. <sighs> That's funny. Not the yeah. time to go green. Not the time to go green, apparently. No. Yeah. Um, so funny. This podcast is sponsored by Cross Catholic Outreach. It is uh, me and my family's favorite charity to support. And in this season of giving, Um, If you're listening to this as it goes live, it is November, and in the season of giving, it's really important for us, especially as Christians, to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ who, um, regardless of their faith belief, are still brothers and sisters in Christ, and and they need our help throughout the world. So specifically this year, uh, my family and I are donating to the VitaFood Fund, and VitaFood is this bean and rice mixture that all they have to do is add uh, boiling water to. And it's going to give them a nutritious food um, that they can eat that will sustain life. And this is not the only thing that Cross Catholic does. They support educational programs, healthcare, um, helping to build safe, um, sustainable homes, teaching them farming and resources like that so that these people can um, rise out of poverty, uh, clean water, things like that. So it's just a really important charity that we we really, really love and love to support. So for only $50, and you can give any amount, but the suggested amount for the VitaFood is $50. And for $50, it's going to 
provide enough funds for 333 meals. So massive bang for your buck. And while we're doing all this shopping and things like that for this holiday season, let's really remember people who are not as privileged as we are and really help lift them up in the season. So I've got a link in my bio, but you can also go to holyhotmess.net slash cross Catholic to donate, pick what fund you want to support and uh, donate this giving season. So back to the show. But okay. So what are the plans? Like, do you have grand plans for the podcast for seeking excellence? I know you have a website too. I don't know um, if there's like plans or anything in the work with any of that. Are you just going to keep spreading the, the, yeah, that's a great question. Putting the the head on people's shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, you know, one thing I've I've always kind of envisioned or hoped is that either Seeking Excellence would be an umbrella of other podcasts or that I would join like a podcast network that's run yeah. by somebody else or somebody else's umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a Daily Wire type situation. Like I think that, that we need some of that Catholic world. Yeah. Um, okay. With, like with, how Ascension or something cl- like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of similar to that. I think we don't have enough collaboration a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I've always wanted to do that, especially when it comes to content creation for those of us who are not full-time doing it, you know, yeah. it's really difficult to do it all the time. I think one of the, one of the things I'm most proud of is, is doing, I think I've averaged like 1.7 episodes a week or something for the two. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think that that is uh, difficult, you know, it's difficult to do for sure. I mean, I've done it, so I know that it's difficult, but um, I think that a lot of us struggle to create content on a regular basis, and it's mm-hmm. easier if you can kind of combine under a team and people are continuing to be fed, yes. even when somebody's having a slower season or whatever. Well, um, yeah, but, yeah. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see some type of combination, and, and there's a couple that have reached out, and I'm in in talks with a few oh, people, awesome. and yeah, I think that it'll be happening hopefully in the next several months. But I just want to continue doing it, and then hopefully get into doing some type of courses or classes for young adults. Um, and ideally, I'd love to do those in person in some sort. Okay, I was going to ask if the, you were speaking. Yeah, so I do speaking events. I have, you know, a few lined up for the next, like, six months. I think I'm going to uh, San Antonio and then Jacksonville and then Baltimore. Okay, um, cool. And so I do a combination, usually, of youth events and then uh, men's conferences. And so those are – men's conferences are definitely my favorite, but I do enjoy the youth conferences. They're the pretty fun, stuff. too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, high school, I, I don't like to rock with middle schoolers. <laughs> It's nothing against them necessarily. They just are what they are, you yeah. know. But I, I, I will say that I've always been like pleasantly surprised when I have gotten to do middle school stuff. But it's definitely not my preference, you know. Yeah. Um, I prefer the older the better to me to a certain degree. Like I think like yeah, forty I, probably you, is where you that can kind be a little bit more to. real. You yeah, know, with exactly. life experiences and stuff, especially like I've got a past. Like I know you've got a past. So, it, like those are yeah. part of our testimony and it's part of our story. And so it's hard to. Uh, like wishy-wash that down like I can't like my story yeah. my story is a little brutal so like I I can't imagine talking about like those hard things and in in front of eighth graders you know like that's just a little right that's a little sixth yeah. graders is even worse yes oh my gosh I can't no, imagine 100 percent. yeah um so are you just a one so, yeah. show at the podcast uh, you're just one um, show so more or less. Yeah. So for a while, I, I mean, I had kind of gone back and forth and had a team that was running different things for me. I had somebody who was running social media, somebody who was running uh, our newsletter each week, somebody who was like okay. editing the blog. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people just we hit, I think, like, there's a period 
where there was like five or six was working on it mm-hmm. um and then like i think four of us ended up getting married some had kids like it just yeah. got really hectic and obviously like with anything you know if you start something nobody's gonna be as passionate about it as you are yes. and so um i just kind of was like all right what's my minimum that i can do consistently yeah um that i need minimum minimal help from uh other people to do and so i just kind of started doing that that was when i kind of stopped doing the blogging stuff and really just focused on the podcast and so um that's what allows me to really kind of focus on i take some light seasons where i either don't post for like a month or i'll mm-hmm. post like one a week for a, a short period of time yeah um you know lent or something like that and then uh i usually try to rock out two two a week that's that's kind of the rhythm that i want to be on and I'd love to be doing it full time someday if if the Lord has that in the plans. I feel like yeah. that's always been the hope and the goal, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think that nothing gives me as much joy and passion and energy as as recording, you know, or speaking yeah. things like that. So it's like, man, I'd love to do it more often. You know, I love my job. I love working for Halo. I'd say it's the best Catholic company in the world. I um, I love Halo. <laughs> I love That's it. great to hear. I love it. It is transformative for a prayer life, especially for a real yeah. busy mom. It's absolutely Definitely. transformative. Um, and do you know Alejandro? Do you know him? Yeah, we went to high school together. Oh, okay. So I I did a giveaway years and years ago. I did a giveaway every single day for every single day of Advent. And it was exhausting. And I'm never going to do that ever again. Oh, I bet. But I reached out to a million different Catholic companies. And he reached back and gave away like four different one-year like subscriptions and it was yeah. just the sweetest person. And um, that's why I like, you know, did the 30 day trial or something. And every year I tell everyone, this is the only app I will religiously pay for every year. And I, I don't even want to try to like get it free in any way, shape or form, because I believe in it so much that it's one of those things where you're like, no, I, I need to pay for this. Cause I want to support this thing, you know? And um, it's wonderful. Like my kids, my son for a while they had like a examination of conscience for young kids i don't i can't find it anymore but um but he was just going through first communion and it was so good because he would always tell me (laughs) i tried to go to confession once a month and so i'd be like all right bro we're going to confession he'd be like i have nothing to confess and i'm trying trying i it's not my job to be like yes you do (laughs) but but, um, yeah you know know, i spent a lot of time with you yeah i spent a lot of time with you i'm the one who puts you in time out i am very aware you know but but i'm also this is his spiritual journey and it's not my job to i I don't want him to be a check-marking catholic i want him to have a conscience on his own um but i would play that and he would literally have a little notepad in the back and he would keep saying, I don't need to go to confession. I'm good. I'm good. And by the time we would get there, he would be like, you know what? Me and the Holy Spirit talked. I got some stuff I need to confess. And I was just like, praise God for that. Like, this was not me harping on him. Like, you hit your sister. You did this. You know, it was it was like he actually through this app was able to like invite the Holy Spirit to uncloud his mind. And I thought, like, man, every Catholic has to have this on their phone. <laughs> yeah that's amazing it's yeah. been it's awesome to work for we hear the best stories from our users and I love yeah it. i really appreciate i appreciate hearing that because it, it is i think a lot of times we got they got a lot of negativity i've only been there for a little bit over a year but i was friends with them all the founders and so yeah they got a lot of negativity early on for being paid and all this stuff and i'm like uh, you realize like that's why it's so good and yeah it's like, so good it's one yeah. of the best apps i use it's so good there's almost there's almost a quarter of a million people in brazil using it for free basically subsidized by users in the u.s and if you know anything about the gdp and the job opportunities and the wealth in the u.s compared yeah. to brazil 
<laughs> especially amongst Catholics. Yeah. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Like people yes. like don't ever like appreciate that. I mean, we, we just talked yeah. about the gospel from today, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, people are just like, no, I shouldn't have to pay for this. It's like, you pay for Netflix, you pay for the gym, you pay, for, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we pay for all these other things that are because we want them to be high quality and good. And yes. then you know, people are like, I love how, but I'm not paying for it. It's like, dog, talk, talk me through where like your capitalism, your love for capitalism ends. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It crazy. It's like, if you want to listen to like a real spotty, like YouTube video that you have to play that has the rosary, then like, go for it. But if you want like with your quick, ads, yeah, with your ads, like, do you want like quality? Co- I don't know. It's, it's wonderful. I've got like an entire like routine that I do when I go to adoration. It's like, the That's hallow- great. I even have it so that when the Hallow app opens, my phone immediately shuts down all distractions. Wow. So I can't be texted or called or anything when the Hallow app is open because I don't know. It's 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 wonderful. I could talk about it all day. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you would have loved. We've got a our priest. I was going to ask you what priest in Louisiana did you say you had on when you were doing the um oh ha- man Happy Holy Hour? Do you remember? Father Michael, um, is he I like down bad. south? Michael Caraway. My oh okay okay Caraway. Um, yeah yeah. I we, felt bad. I couldn't remember his name off the top when I was talking about it earlier. We live in northern Louisiana, and it's the same oh, okay. thing with with people with you in Harrisburg. Um, so we would drive through when we lived in. We were at Fort Drum. I know you know. Fort yeah. Drum. We were oh, at yeah. Fort Drum for three years, even though Easy we were an Air Force family. Oh, it was <laughs> wonderful winters. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's when I bonded with Mary real bad because I would yeah. get snowed in. And in I would May. just, my, yeah, and my husband's deployed and I would just pray rosaries like round the clock. But, um, brutal. Yeah. So we would drive through Harrisburg every time. Yeah. Uh, we'd go down to Virginia. And uh, it's the same thing here. When I say I'm in Louisiana, people are like, sweet New Orleans. And I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, like that's all I got. Five and a half hours away. (laughs) Shreveport. It's Shreveport. That's where we are. Baton Rouge. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so funny. Um, I was gonna ask you one more thing. Um, oh, can you just tell me where you where we can find you? Um, does Seeking Excellence have an Instagram page too? We do have our own. Yeah, so Seeking Excellence has its own page. Um. I don't, I don't really post on it much. I really never did. The person who was kind of running it for me for a bit yeah. was posting on it. Okay. But I obviously, as you know, post a ton on my yes. <laughs> personal Instagram. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Just at Nathan Craigfield, just my name. Uh, and then Seeking Excellence is on everything from um, Apple, Spotify, like Google Podcasts. You can listen to it on Anchor directly. Okay. Um, yeah and then we try to post a podcast on youtube but i haven't done a great job of that my it's video so guy much. is it's uh, so much it's... at benedictine so oh, okay it's, it's, it's just a him. lot it's like you know i only have this is a hobby like exactly. i only have yeah. enough so like, like i tried to start a podcast instagram page but i just was like this i literally like, i don't like i'm just gonna share from my own personal stuff yeah I kind it's of too much that too i'm like what's um, the point of having the own one like there's yeah. a lot of bleed over. I just post it when I have a new episode. And the algorithm's stories. always against you. So I'm like, exactly. if I'm getting more views on things on Instagram, more people are going to see it if I post it on my Instagram versus starting in a whole new one over. Yeah. It's just a little exhausting. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So Instagram and then what's the website? Uh, it's thosewhoseek.org. Thosewhoseek.org. And yeah. if anybody wanted to find you to get you to come to a men's conference, um, I've got, yeah. do you know, do you know, do you know, Mary Lenneberg? I don't think so. 
Okay. Um, she's like the grandma of Catholic Instagram. She's wonderful. She's, um, she was just on my last podcast episode, but she speaks and, um, she's just full of wisdom and I I love her dearly, but I'm trying to get her to come for our women's conference. And now that you said you like doing men's conferences, I'm going to like slide your name in for the men's conference over here too. Um, I appreciate it. We've got a wonderful parish. Um, you would have enjoyed the homily today. It was about fascism. (laughs) Oh, I bet I would have. And yeah, I mean, it was, you know, as, there was a lot of, there's a lot of Baptist converts because we're, you know, in, in, in the Bible Belt, but very Catholic community. And um, deep, deep in the Bible Belt. Deep like, in the Bible you're Belt. You're in it. In it. Yes. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of like Bible, Bible Belt, like, amen, like during the homily, I was like, oh, these Baptists are like coming yeah, out of their Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was awesome to just see everybody in there. You know, he's like he's like do not allow your children to be indoctrinated like he said you know the he said what is the sin of the rich man there you know there's no he wasn't envious because he had all the money he wasn't you know he said his sin was the fact that he did nothing and Mm. and and it was just like so eye-opening he's like how do you think nazi germany came to be he said moral people did nothing we talked about the same thing our our priest talked about schindler's list yes he said moral people (laughs) did nothing and they became immoral and i was like oh man like it was yeah, so powerful. good and i mean that the house was packed too and and i was like praise god for priests who have the guts to stand up and say these things he said like he said right now in germany they are just speaking absolute heretical nonsense and he's like and you have to stand up and say like i will not tolerate and i was like oh man bravo you know yeah. thank goodness so, so many so many of us need to hear that yes um, obviously we all need to hear the part of you know, what are we doing? How are we stewarding what we have? Kind of like you referenced earlier, you know, because we're going to all be judged on that in all these different areas of life. But so many people don't understand that, you know, we're not called to just like not engage in some of these difficult topics and difficult conversations. Yeah. And we're very much needed in those areas. So I mean, even within family, like it's, it's, if you're going to be personally, I I have to remind myself of that often. It's like, am I avoiding the conflict because I want to remain in my comfort zone because if I really am calling these people to holiness they need to be called higher if I truly love them I will put my own selfish desires to be comfortable down and call them higher Um, because it's not calling people out calling people out is when you're going after selfish desires when you're calling people higher it's like no you can't call yourself catholic and be pro-abortion you can't you cannot the two are are mutually exclusive you know you you have to follow the teachings right. that are clearly defined by the church and that was part of my big conversion too is i had to wrap my mind around that i i saw the truth you know i, I fell in love with jesus the eucharist was real and then all the layers of the onion started peeling and i'm thinking I, I can't support abortion anymore. I, I cannot. I don't know. I don't understand totally why yet. And I need to dive into that. But I know the church says I can't. And I can't, you know, I yeah. cannot use birth control. I, I know that I want to still and I know that, you know, like I want to have control yeah. of that, but I know that I can't. It has its perks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so but it also has its downsides, which yeah. is what people don't like understand the, the long run, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think this entire generation of women is learning that, though. Um, yeah. very harshly because we're all hormonally just absolutely screwed up. <laughs> and then yeah. we're like, oh, interesting. We've been on hormonal pills since we were 14. And that's probably yeah. um, for a couple of decades. That'll yeah. do it. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been wonderful talking to you. I'm, I'm super glad to be able to help spread 
just the news. Obviously, I, I shifted from being holy hot mess mom on my podcast to just holy hot mess because I wanted to interview men <laughs> or people or people that weren't women That's or weren't mothers. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, there's so much value that there's, and I was restricting myself to this little yeah. thing, and it, I could be reaching maybe a bit younger of a demographic than me, or I don't think any men are particularly going to be listening much, but maybe a woman could hear and say like, man, my husband could really use a spiritual encouragement of these seven pillars. Um, because, you know, the retention rate when, when a father is involved in his faith for the children to remain faithful yeah. is like 95%. And it's like 16% if the mother is the only faithful one. And um, it's just needed. It's so needed in this world. And so I actually um, despise running with like every fiber of my being. Yeah. So I listen to your podcast when I run. <laughs> so that i can like zone out a little bit so it can be associated with with bad things no, no not at all no it's i can't run to music because then i try to run to the beat so i oh, either listen to audiobooks or podcasts and so like i'll like binge yours for a little bit and then yeah um, yeah because i can't be alone with my own thoughts <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah that, that's the worst yeah. solution yeah yes that's the, the absolute worst, worst solution i need to have something to drown out my thoughts but yeah um so that's i'll put the links in the in the show notes and everything and um you know i'll be praying for you and your marriage and your ministry and everything and i'm just super thankful we finally got to talk i greatly appreciate it yeah thank you so much i, I yeah. know you know it's a it's awesome to be able to to speak to somebody else's listeners and stuff so i yes. really appreciate the time yeah absolutely all right <laughs>